0: You're listening to The Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. This, of course, is a production inspired by the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. The purpose of our show is to provide education, encouragement, and even inspiration in the area of living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle, even if you've never watched a single episode of the show itself. You know, we've got a lot to share with you today. We're looking at Season 9, Episode 2 of the American version of the show. We're going to start things off with a little bit of an episode recap. Absolutely. And uh, let's jump right in
0: with this uh, second episode. I I thought that this episode was way better than the first. I liked the first, but this one had so much information. What do you think?
1: I think with the information that was provided in this episode, this was my favorite episode of The Biggest Loser that I have seen to date. Oh, really? Including the previous season? Yes! Wow! The entire previous season before, and and it's really odd because Stephanie and I were sitting down to watch it this morning, and she had said, you know, she had saw some folks on Twitter say that, you know, I, you know, I'm not all that excited about this season. It just seems like more boring than, than the others, and and so I kind of went into it with very low expectations here with with episode two, uh-huh. and I was wowed. I was wowed by this episode. Well, I think
0: it's because the both of us are uh, more interested in uh, in the information that you get uh, and uh, the, the, the background stuff than the just a drama. It's, it's not just the TV aspect of it. And in terms of entertainment, this episode might be not as interesting as some other episodes, but... Man, there was so much incredible information, and I love the way that they kind of conveyed it all because it was so different from what they did in, in previous seasons. Um, this time, and, and, and usually they do this in the first episode. Um, they do this medical ex- examination where where the contestants are brought to a hospital. Uh, this doctor Heusinger, or what's his name? Um, it sounds like a doctor H. Yeah, Doctor H. He sounds Dutch. I, I wonder if he's he's got Dutch uh, ancestors. Anyway, so he does this, uh, usually a, a medical exam, and 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 it's it's always the same. It's like, okay, you guys are gonna die, and it's terrible, and uh, and and it's usually very brief, and they focus on the reactions, like, oh my gosh, oh, it's a wake up call. Whereas now, I- instead of doing all that in in one kind of segment, they they did little. Little uh, uh, a few people at the time, and then they did something else, and then um, uh, some more people, and they they um, showed medical information that was different for every person, and it was much more like a kind of okay, what's what's going to happen next? Um, so they they were at the at the ranch, right? And um, and then uh, Doctor Housinger uh, appears, um, saying, well. This is, without a doubt, the unhealthiest group ever. And he says it every season. And I think it is because they're looking for heavier and heavier contestants. And and that, of course, the heavier you are, the more medical problems you are bound to have. And so, um, and and then they tell the contestants, like, we're going to, we're going to surprise you. We're going to, we're going to bring you, it's, it's almost like a, like a game, you know? Um, and I think the first contestants that are brought in, um, is, wasn't it the, um, uh, the purple, the purple team? I forgot.
1: Which one is this? Are we talking about the, um, the first challenge or? No, 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 the first,
0: uh, medical examination or the first medical information that we get.
1: Well, the first one that I wrote, that I wrote down was, um, Well, I I guess before we got in there, we got the uh, simulation, the things that they had to do. Is that not it? Uh, Remind me again. Okay, so Dr. H comes in and uh, I guess maybe comes in – maybe it was later in the episode, but it was where – uh each team was given a bunch of different things they had to go in a task that they had to look at and so there was the simulation of the weight on a normal man for mike
0: oh yes of course ah i totally forgot about that yeah that was actually the yeah. Yeah, one of the, the the funnest moments where where bob is putting on all this extra weight to simulate how how i think michael must feel and yes. michael the is the biggest guy on the show he's like 500 plus pounds and, uh, and, and somehow they give you the impression that he might not be on the, on the show for long, or at least that's what Bob tells us as a, as an audience. He says, you oh, know, I don't know how long Michael is going to stay. Uh, and so I, I've got to make sure that I wake him up before he, before he goes home. And so, yeah, they do this simulation where you, you see all these, these weights, um, and it's the, the same stuff that they use sometimes towards the end of a season, where the contestants, once they've lost almost all their weight, they gotta put it on one last time during a challenge, and then they use these these you know, bars of metal, and 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 they have to carry that around. And, and this time, Bob gets to carry the weight, the excess weight of Michael, and he's he's unable to walk.
1: <laughs> he needs help to walk.
0: It's like how can what? you live?
1: <laughs> Well, here's the thing that I've really enjoyed about that simulation is that that it was the closest simulation that I've actually seen out of all these previous um, challenges and and other things that they've shown, at least that I've seen. I haven't seen the first six seasons. But what I what I noticed is like last season, they had to actually pull the weight, you know, on a pulley system Mm -hmm. or something like that, Uh, whereas um, uh, Bob had to put the weight on as if it it, it really almost in in an absolute simulation of how it would be where war on his body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's like, I mean, you just heard it. It's like, I don't know if my knees can take this. (laughs) Yeah. And I will tell you as somebody who, who was obese, uh, that, that it very much is like that. I actually went to the doctor, uh, on more than one occasion for, uh, problems with my hip. I literally thought that I was going to need a hip replacement because of some of the issues that I would have, uh, with it. And they told me there was absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to a not just just my family physician, but I went to a a bone specialist. Right. And and they told me they 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 told me that I had this fusing thing happen between happening between my hip and and another bone. And they said, there's literally nothing you can do. The only thing we can do for you is manage the pain. (laughs) Uh, And they were they were talking about, you know, injections and they were talking about, you know, steroids and drugs and all this other stuff. And I said, well, let me ask you this. You know, with this condition, am I going to make it worse if I do physical activity? If I do walking, if I do running, am I going to make it worse? They said, no, you're not going to make it worse. It's just going to hurt. But you're you're just not going to be, I mean, short of a hip replacement, you are not going to, um, you're not going to get rid of this. Well, I'm here to tell you that a year and a half later, I have not had experienced a single issue or flare up of that pain at all. Since I've dropped fifty pounds,
0: yeah. So, it, it, so the weight itself puts so much stress on the joints and on your hip and on your feet that um, it, it can actually cause physical pain. And and as with a lot of these problems, they they alleviate they 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 either disappear completely or they diminish tremendously by once these contestants go through the 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 motions of losing uh, the ex- excess weight. And um, and and one thing I was thinking when I watched Bob carrying all that extra weight, I was like, "Well, <laughs> Bob, the the difference with Michael is that Bob is very strong. I mean, he's a, he's a trainer. So for Michael, it must be even tougher to carry around that weight because he doesn't have the muscle, he doesn't have the 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 strength to carry all that weight. So I don't know how how he managed to uh, to survive in the in the in the life that he had." But what I what I also liked was that for for Michael this wasn't something depressing because you never know how these contestants are going to react when they hear basically the bad news that they're about to die. What I love about this character, about this this person is that he's he's very very motivated. He I think he really gets it that this is the time, the one chance in his life to to change. And it's either that or die. And there is no other choice. And I, I noticed on uh, our Facebook fan page a message from one of our um, uh, visitors on that page. And uh, this lady or this girl said, um, is this for real? Or are, am I watching actors on this show? I was like, no, no, no. This, this is really... Uh, th- th- this is a TV show, yes. It is reality TV. But at the same time, I, th- I think it's a lot more real than let's say a show like Survivor or uh, shows where where it's it's basically manufactured reality, and in in the case of this program, I honestly believe that this program has saved many lives, and that a lot of the contestants from from the previous seasons would have died or would have had like permanent damage to their health had they not been saved basically by uh, by this program and of course we don't know what this program has caused in the lives of so many million people that are watching this and have made that same decision to change before it was too late. So I don't know how many lives this this program has changed, but I'm pretty sure a
1: lot. I I would agree. And it it definitely is real. I, I, you know, obviously with some of the editing and the dramatics that they put in, I think Tracy was completely manufactured Mm -hmm. for, for last season, but and what, as a matter of fact, I didn't see a Tracy st- uh, type stereotype here. No, 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 this no. year, this year. No, I think they're is- a,
0: a, a little bit more uh, even with the contestants. It's not that 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 they've they've chosen, like, oh, this couple is going to be the evil couple, and this couple is going to be the cozy, nice, easygoing couple, and this is the favorite, the public's favorite couple. I don't, I don't see any of that.
1: Yes, Yet. yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure they'll twist it a little. Uh, the other thing that I noticed with the uh, purple team, when he actually shared with them, you know, it's like, listen, we need to t- show you and tell you about the impact that you're having on those around you. And they kind of showed the family, mm-hmm. uh, the you know, the, the sister and the father <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. It, I, I watched that and I almost watched that in a way where it's almost as though, you know, it they were it was like they were um having like a memorial service in a way it's like True. we've lost our our sister our daughter is is it it that that was i don't know yeah. if they actually intended it to be that way, but it kind of seemed that
0: way oh it was very emotional uh, and for those of you that haven't seen it uh so this doctor Heisinga went over to the house of um uh, of the family of the purple team and and confronted them with the the reality about the health of 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 uh i think it's mother and daughter right and yes. oh, man it was so dramatic and then you see the purple team watching that on tv and getting all emotional and 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 uh choked up and everything the 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 difference with michael with the y team was i f- uh, there was much more of a, a fat, fatalistic attitude there. It was like, oh, yes, oh, it's all going to go downhill from here, and it's never going to work. And you saw that same attitude with um, with John from the Brown team. Uh, he was one of the two twins, you know, the big twins, and his brother was sent home in the first episode, and now he's all alone. And he, he was... Um, prone to that same temptation of giving up and 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 Jillian at the beginning of this episode was really working him hard during training to to lower his defenses because she could tell and let's not forget that Jillian's mom is a, is a psychologist and does therapy and everything. So Jillian is very familiar with all these psychological issues. And she just could tell that John was not really opening up and that there was something blocking him. And finally, after like a full day of, of extreme training, he opens up and he says, well, I think I'm cursed because oh. a lot of my family members have died in, in very short Brief moments, it, it was like one person died, and then three months after that, another person died, and three months after that, another person died, and I'm going to be next. And and Jillian w- just brings him to this realization that wait a second, this you gotta you gotta lose this fatalistic idea. You are not cursed. This is the moment that you can change that. And if you if you um, how to say that if you kind of wrap around wrap yourself around in this fatalistic idea of I am never gonna Make it or this is never gonna work, then that is a self fulfilling prophecy, it's gonna happen because you don't want the change. And I thought that was That's very right. strong, I was very impressed with that, in, especially in the second episode. Usually,
1: the, these kind of realizations come somewhere towards the end of the season, right? Well, one of the things that I did while watching this is I, I took notes, I, I made Stephanie go back three times because I wanted to get the actual relationships of the people who died. These weren't just people he knew, but uh-huh. I mean, this was his, number one, his dad, uh-huh. then his grandmother. And of course, you can already tell how close he is to family, right? Yeah. His dad, his grandmother, his sister, his aunt, his best friend, uh-huh. and his brother-in-law. Oh, wow. All of them. I mean, the, I mean, this wasn't just people he knew. This is like it, it, his entire family seems to be dropping left and right. And, and I, but man, I'll tell you, in this right here, I wrote these words down because Jillian spoke some truth in this episode. And for me, this is why this episode was the best episode ever. Mm. She says, this can all change. Everything you want can happen if you believe it can. Mm. And I honestly believe those things. I'm not one of those name it, claim it people, but if you don't strive for something if you don't set goals for yourself, you will never achieve them. But when you actually set goals for yourself, you'll be amazed at what you can make yourself achieve. And and I absolutely loved everything yeah. that that Jillian said
0: there. Because I think in in uh, in these contestants you see kind of the extreme position. And so John was really convinced, you know, I am going to die as well. I'm cursed. I don't. I don't personally have never felt like that, but I do recognize some elements of that, especially at at some moments where you kind of fall off the wagon and 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 you start gaining weight a little bit and you you step back into your old behavior and there's this temptation of having that that idea of oh you see you see people told me it's it's not gonna work I was I was imagining things I am not a sporter I'm I'm never gonna be fit this is never going to work it's too complicated and and eh no you can change and it's also in these little things that you can every time focus on the positive focus on the next step instead of looking back and seeing everything that went wrong and it's just a way of of looking at your life it's like do i do i want to continue to fulfill this this evil prophecy that my life basically is is rubbish and and i'm not strong enough or can i start to have trust in myself do i have trust in the people around me that want to support me and can i believe that it's possible to change where change wherever i am and i i love that message from uh, from this episode
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, another thing that we had here and I really enjoyed was the red team, uh, the cost of being overweight. Now, obviously they did an entire episode last season on this one, yeah. but man, they pulled up the armored truck. <laughs> yeah. The red Killed team was $3 million. <laughs> Go yeah. Ahead, tell us about and, it.
0: And, and so that the, was a money truck and so you see all this paper money and, and, and the message is, well, you red team this is the money that you would save if you weren't obese because obesity comes with so many health related costs and not just health but the um, uh, the guy from the red team the husband says you know I lost my job because of of being overweight because he used to be a professional diver and he couldn't he just didn't fit into the equipment anymore into the suit and so he lost his job he can't. I uh, can't uh, ride horses anymore. That was a big hobby of his. It's been a strain on their marriage, and I think that this, of course, you know, all these millions that you see, it's it's probably a calculation of the worst case scenario. So where he he would lose his job and never get another job, and uh, you know their marriage would break up. They would get a divorce and all the costs that come with that. And so it's it's probably a cumulative um, amount, but still it is possible and 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 staggering to see um how much of of not just your life but also your resources you're you're throwing away by staying unhealthy and i my my first thought was well not well these guys could be millionaires if uh, if they weren't obese but more like wow all this money is 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 wasted on basically um trying to remedy a situation that is caused by overconsumption and by a bad lifestyle imagine what how many people you could have helped with this money what, what if you would have sent that to Haiti or you know any other country where people are really suffering and uh gosh so so this again it, it was very impressive and i think they they really got the message they're like oh, wow this, this seeing the money in in front of you that's totally different than someone telling you, hey, you could save a lot of money if you would live a little bit healthier. You're
1: like, yeah, 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 whatever. Right. And the other thing, of course, I have is the orange team. Um, obviously, watch how your old diet affects a healthy person. I almost got sick watching Jillian eat their food. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jillian was challenged to eat uh, everything that the, these these two people from the orange team, mom and son, would eat during a day, and it was all there, and it was all deep fried, you know, super unhealthy stuff. And Jillian is a is a total, you know, health food freak. She knows everything about uh, the chemicals and the processed stuff. And she was she was describing this is not even food, and then she still had to eat it. And at one point, she had to puke. And I don't think it was it was theater. I think she really was revolted by by the the taste. If you if you haven't eaten like that for years. If you constantly live on a very healthy kind of, you know, green diet and suddenly you're eating all that junk, oh man, it's like a total system shutdown. I really felt sorry for her. And then I the, the Thorish team was looking at her and she was like, um, 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 but yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we would eat this. Uh huh. And they were almost like, we would eat it now if we could. <laughs> they had that twinkle yeah. in their eyes where, hmm, this looks nice. <laughs>
1: No doubt, and I'll tell you the the biggest thing for me, Father Roderick, in and looking at that, is I used to eat all those style of foods, every bit of it. I mean, I, but today, you know, my family sometimes will be very busy or something like that, and it's like, ah, oh, can we just go out to eat? And I'm like, okay, well, let's go out to eat. Where do you want to go? Oh, what, how about how about this or how about that? And by the way, nobody in our family today likes McDonald's, and that used to be like the cheapest and the easiest and the default place to go to if we were uh-huh. on the road and, and stuff like that, or if we were traveling, um, we, McDonald's is like the word McDonalds is actually spoken, and there's a cringe on all of our faces, not myself, not my wife only, but all of ourselves. I mean my, my, my kids don't like McDonald's today. Wow now, I will tell you, I used to be the French fry king I was very, <laughs> oh. I loved me some French fries uh, and really what it is is I love salt and of course yeah. these, these things were just great for holding on to salt and, and, and made it really yummy. But I'll tell you what, you put some French fries in front of me now and I almost get sick to my stomach. Now, I have had French fries a couple times mm-hmm. and the, the weight in my gut afterwards makes me sick to my stomach and I'm like, why did I just eat those? Yeah. That was disgusting. Disgusting. I
0: I eat and French fries perhaps like two or three times a year, and and it's usually when I've been you know uh, uh, working all day and I've been out, or for instance I I've got to go shopping and getting new clothes or stuff, and I've been walking a lot, and then before you get you go home, you pass by one of these we've got these smaller stores where you can get French fries like and we put mayonnaise on it. Yeah, don't don't ask, but anyway, <laughs> it just smells like. Ah, oh, it's not so good, and and you're exactly right. Once you eat it, I I, I used to get the largest size bag that there was, and and now even the small size, when I've eaten half of it, I'm like, oh, I I can't eat this anymore. <laughs> I'm mean, it's it's you know it's way too salty, it's way too fatty, and you're just not used to to that amount of salt and fat anymore. And so yeah. <laughs> It's it I still that, like the taste but I have to be really hungry. It's ha- it has to be really cold outside
1: and not more than, than like two or three times a year. And of course the orange team here tells us the you know the reason for this is it's just so convenient. Yeah. You know and it's just oh, yeah. there and it is. You're absolutely right. And and not to mention the fact and 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 I know Father Roderick we've had this conversation last season that you know maybe in other parts of the country especially in Europe and so uh, it, it actually can be, you said that it might even be cheaper to eat healthy, uh, in your area here in the States. I will tell you, it is actually much cheaper to eat this crap right, than right, it is right, right. to have fresh fr- fruit and vegetables and stuff like that. Although I will say that you, sometimes you just have to make yourself do it. And if you're smart, if you can find a farmer's market, it can become more affordable. But, but I will say, um, there's one truth here in the States that is absolutely undeniable. It is more challenging to eat healthy. Absolutely, but
0: Absolute.
1: absolutely worth it.
0: Oh yeah, I think once you start it, and and Jillian um, talks about this a lot uh, in in her other, um, you know, on you know on, on her blog, on her website, in her radio program that she used to have. She says, "Oh yes, of course it. Yeah, it does cost more, but you don't need to eat as much." I mean, it's like if you change your lifestyle, go, you might go back from eating uh, like a pound of meat every day to eating only a few ounces of meat every day because you don't need anything else. You don't need all that. Um, uh, so the money that you save by adjusting what you eat, uh, you, you, can, you can spend that on getting healthier ingredients. So she's like, okay, cut down on the size and invest in the quality. And, and I think that that's a very good point. Because, uh, you know, if you eat a lot of junk food, it's still going to be expensive. You're still going to spend a lot of money on it. But yes, there are, there are some cultural differences uh, there between uh, Europe and, um, uh, and the United States. Um, and and the conv- it's also the, just the laziness. And, the, and, and what I liked, uh, uh, what, what Jillian said to the Orange team is, you got to change this because you are worth more than this. You only have one life. You only have one body. If, and if it's if it's broken down, it, it's going to be very hard to repair. It's not something that you can replace like anything else in your life. And so you are so valuable as a person. Your life is so important, first of all, to yourself, but also to your family, to the, to the world, to the society that, that you live in. There's so much good that you can do with your life. Why mess it up? You are worth so much more than this. And again, I, I love that message. And I think it's totally true. Every single person has so much value, I think, has so much inner value, and it can't be replaced by anything else. And so if you yourself are are the most valuable thing in your life, why not treat yourself with the best you can afford? That's exactly it.
1: That is exactly it. Now, one of the things that happened in the very beginning of the episode, uh, another thing that really um, hit home with me was something that Mike said. It was right at the front of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it... Was I think it was either Jillian or Bob, I can't remember who, said, you know, Mike needs somebody to be a cheerleader on his side right now. I think that was probably Bob. And he says, and and they were talking, and and Mike says this. He says, listen, every morning I wake up here on the ranch, I have less weight on my body. But but not only that, but I have less weight on my mind. Uh And again, we talked about this last episode, but the, the emotional toll that being overweight takes on us. And carries us. So, you know, we we saw that we saw the physical representation of Bob putting on all that weight and and how much, you know, his knees buckled under that. Yeah. Yeah. But also the the, I just wanted to point out again what Mike says at the front of the episode that that not only is there weight on his physical frame, but on his frame of mind as well.
0: Well, I think the moment that you step onto the ranch. You know that there is hope, and, and and this is possible. And these all these contestants have seen the show on TV, so they know it can be done, and that gives them uh, the motivation that they need. And you could tell by Michael that he really believes it. He, he is like, yes, this is this is gonna work. If I want this and I want it, it's gonna work. I'm gonna get there. And I, I love to see that. I, I love to see that motivation. I was like, yeah, man, you go for it. And I I don't know he he. I think it was in the first episode where he said, you know, even if I were to lose one obese person, I would still be obese. That was, that was how he entered the competition. And, and, and the moment that he said it like that, I was like, wow. I mean, that, that could completely knock you down. And that could, I mean, that, that is so unfathomable. So, so hard to comprehend that he could lose an entire overweight person and he would still be overweight. He would still be unhealthy um but instead of 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 f- kind of being having this fatalistic attitude of this is never going to work this is physically impossible he's like yeah this is going to work and i love that and again it's i think it is one of the fruits of this tv show that over the years bit by bit the world has seen that it is possible without faking it and 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 one of the i think the the genius idea at the f- at the very first season i, re- I remember uh, the doctor talking about this because i've seen that this first season years ago i think it was 5 years ago uh, where the same doctor hosinga said you know we could we could make a tv show that is that is fake. We, we can do like uh, uh, the, the the aerobic dancing and everything. And then we, we just, you know, suck out all the fat and, and do all sorts of surgery to make the contestants look great. We don't want to do that. We just want to do it the natural way by controlling the diet of our contestants and by introducing physical exercise. Because that those two are the most affordable a, a, um, means that everyone has. Everyone can change their diet and can do physical exercise. There's no excuse for that. All the other stuff, the more, you know, uh, the, 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 like surgery, and s- that, that is only for a tiny minority of the people. They, they, can, they might be able to afford that. Plus, it's not going to change the behavior. And I thought that that was the best thing that they've decided at the start of the season. And that is why it's still going strong nine seasons later. Because you, you, the- you see this and you're like, okay, if they can do it, I might be able to do it.
1: Father Roderick, you you said something earlier, and I and I have to just ask this question because I imagine there are brand new listeners to the Biggest Loser fan podcast and and stuff like that, and some people out there. You, you said that there's just something you, you walk onto the ranch and boom, all of a sudden you sense a feeling of hope. Mm-hmm. But but the question is, I mean, honestly, somebody that weighs 280 pounds, 320 pounds, somebody that's 40 pounds over over their normal health. Healthy weight. I mean, seriously, you know, we're obviously not going to make it onto the biggest looter loser. No. Is there hope? I mean, is there really hope, or is this just false hope? I mean, aren't these people are? I'm playing devil's advocate mm-hmm, sure. here. You know, these people are waking up at seven o'clock in the morning, leaving the gym sometimes at eleven o'clock at night, and 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 sure, we see their but they're putting their life on hold for six months. Yeah. Can. We, so, so how does that provide America hope? Well,
0: you know, it, it is it's, it's since it is a TV show, and since these people are obviously doing more than eight hours of physical exercise a day, and they've got you know, Bob and Jillian are both have a lot of nutritional knowledge, and so there is a lot of. Uh, 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 fine-tuning of their diets. But, But what we see on TV is like a compressed version of what is definitely feasible in real life, perhaps not in that short amount of time, Um, but it is certainly possible. And the reason that I say it is that I've seen it with our listeners, with the people that have written in. Uh, We've had countless emails from people that said that since they started listening to this show, or even we've got some listeners that have been listening to uh, both of our podcasts, because both Cliff and I are longtime podcasters. And we have been on this weight loss journey for quite a bit of time now, and that they have been motivated to to also start their own journey. And I I don't, I can't count the number of people that have written me that they've lost 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds. I got um, this, this one listener from the UK and she wrote me that she had lost, I don't know, they count in stones. So I, I had to find a converter. But it, it was like she, she had lost like 120 pounds. It's like, what? And she did it at yeah. home. She did, totally did it at home. You know, nothing special, not even a gym or a personal trainer. It was just, you know, changing your whole attitude towards food and introducing simple exercise like like walking and then later on running and, uh, you know, just basic stuff. And she lost like 120 pounds. I was like, so I'm... Um, I have seen it happening and with normal people. <laughs> and so with, with a normal. job, with kids, with a family, with all sorts of responsibilities, with no experience beforehand and and it's just by this consistent um let's say th- this consistency in and and this this decision that they've made it is I need to do this. If I don't do this, it will be the end of me. And once they get on a roll, once they start shedding the pounds, and once, once you've lost 10 pounds, I would say you, you know how it feels. And that alone mm-hmm. gives you so much power and so much energy to do the other 90 pounds if necessary. But you, but you have to go through it to experience it. That Wait a second, this is possible. I have lost 10 pounds
1: now, so I can lose the other 10 pounds and the, the 10 pounds after that as well. I want to I share a little bit of my uh, backstory for just a moment. We, ha- we haven't done this in a long time since, you know, we have some new listeners to this podcast for this new season. I just want to share something from May 27th, 2009. Now, for those that don't know this, I've been on a up and down, maybe somewhat, some, you know, thought of, you know, living more balanced, healthy lifestyle for about two years now. Um, it was not until May 1st of last year, May 1st of 2009, where I got, serious. Yeah. I mean, I I really got serious and I'm talking about, I was, I was crazy over this stuff. Serious. (laughs) I mean, very obsessive about it, but I got serious and I started podcasting about it. And I even, uh, changed the name of a podcast that I had been doing for 300 and some odd episodes. It used to be called my crazy life. I changed the brand to pursuing a balanced life. And I want to read to you something that somebody put on iTunes as a review on may 27th so this was 27 days into me getting into this okay okay this is what he wrote says i do enjoy listening to cliff but in his brand new pursuit of a balanced life i find him to be very arrogant and self-centered making himself look like he's accomplishing so much by simply walking every day and tracking every single calorie again his umpteenth attempt it's great for him and i'm glad he's motivating others but i'm but I am more annoyed at the me attitude than anything. And he doesn't seem to address that there are other people out there better than him than himself out there. His life is not a standard to live up to. And I would not consider this podcast to belong in the health and fitness section at, at all. It is very arrogant of him to ask people to come and, and rate his podcast. The only thing he motivates me to do is to never get so fat and lazy and to be the type of person who once thought that walking was actually considered a workout. Oh, man. I can't believe that, that people write right.
0: that. Oh, jeez.
1: If you, you go to <laughs> iTunes and look up Pursuing a Balanced Life, just for, you'll, you'll scroll through there. Uh, anonymous 101. Uh, the, the jerk didn't even have the no, goal exactly. to put his name behind it. But that, you know what? I, just, I share that because uh-huh. I want to tell you something that could have made or broke me. Yeah. But I want to, I want to tell you right now, um, the, the thing he said that the, the heaviest thing that he said was the umpteenth time. Uh-huh. And he's absolutely right. I had tried this before. I had gotten excited before, Yeah. but something finally clicked within me and it, and it, and there was no turning back. And I had the community, I had the goals and I also had some new information about understanding food. It was the first time that it wasn't just physical exercise. It was the first time it wasn't just trying to drop the weight, but it was about understanding the, phil- the physiological differences that happen in your body yeah. when you eat certain foods. Yeah. And so it was this paradigm shift that changed. But you know what? I have lost more than 50 pounds in less than six months from yeah. walking alone. Right. Walking. Right. I, I remember when you started to do
0: that, and you were like, I think you had a step counter. Didn't you uh, get one yes. of those? And and you would tweet this. Like I today I did, I don't know how many thousand steps. And, and what I liked about that was that you could tell that that alone, as simple as it was, was enough motivation for you and, a lot, and, and you, you kind of put yourself, um, you, you make a challenge for yourself because you want to top your, you know, your previous amount of steps. And I, I really liked it because it was so simple. It's not like, well, oh, I, I hired this personal trainer and I, I got myself a subscription to the gym for uh, you know, uh five thousand bucks a year. It's like, no, I got myself a step counter and I'm trying to, you know, do ten thousand steps a day each day, and then I'm I'm trying to do a little bit more after that. And and you would even record these um these episodes of your podcast in the middle of the night where it's like like <sighs> okay, it's uh, in the middle of the night and I'm walking outside because I didn't have my physical, intentional physical exercise. And uh, yeah, well, so I I, I took my recorder with me and you're doing that thing and and you're walking there with you outside in the middle of the night. And you know, that alone, I I thought that was so sympathetic to see that someone just did something so simple but it worked yeah. and you kept you were very faithful to it and and i think that is a, a, an important message to those listeners that are new to this show and that might kind of consider starting this weight loss journey or have just begun is like don't ever get discouraged even if you go at it slowly if if you only walk and and you watch your calorie intake You will lose weight. It's a mathematical certainty there. I mean, it's, it's, it's not magic. It's not rocket science. It's just input output. And even though you might not have lost a hundred pounds in one year, that's as long as you lose like 10 pounds in whatever amount of time you set yourself, it's all good. And so small steps are steps as well. That I th- think that's what it, what I try to to convey, and uh, and actually I I'm I, I'm I'm glad that you kind of showed the example that it's possible to go on this journey with a very with very simple steps with an a, an almost out of control busy life that you have, and yet you've lost fifty pounds. That is twice as much as I have lost. Now I I didn't have uh, as much to lose as you had, but but still. It's still the same effort. Burning calories <laughs> costs energy, and so you've spent way more energy uh, in in this than than I have ever had. But um, yeah,
1: and, but, and the thing here is is that you know, and it and it does take time. And would there have been more efficient ways for me to lose weight faster? Absolutely. But but I'll tell you what: for me, walking worked. I yeah. mean, and, and, and there have been many times, you know, Father Roger, I'll listen to you and I'm like, oh man, Father Roger's running 11 miles and I'm like, I'm still all chugging along and, you know, I'm happy to walk four miles today. And it's like, you know, and, and sometimes I'm like, ah, maybe I should start jogging. I should run it. And there are times when I did that and I'm like, yeah, this would be, wow. If I, if I think about this, I could actually, in half the time I could burn the same amount of calories. Wow. Look at how much more, and it's like. You know, what? I just, and for me, I've just got to, to the place where I finally said, you know what? There, there are going to be times when I am going to be more efficient with my burn. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to do it and I'm going to run. I'm going to jog and I'm actually pretty decent at it now. Yeah. But there are still times when I just, you know what? I just need to get away and go for a walk and just enjoy this right, and listen right. to some podcast. And so it doesn't have to be what you see on The Biggest Loser. no, no, no. You know, you don't have to kill yourself to lose weight. You don't have to put your life on hold for six months to make this stuff a reality. And that's, that's the big thing I wanted to pull out. here. Yeah. Focus on the positive, make it fun. Even if it
0: hurts sometimes, if it's, if you have to push yourself still kind of get considered a fun factor of it. I, even if you have done more than you thought you could, and it hurts afterwards, um, tell yourself away. I did this, man. I, I and and make that kind of don't reward yourself with food, but reward yourself with self-esteem. Like, man, I I am doing this. <laughs> and uh, those little moments are are going to feed your self-confidence and and are going to help you make that definitive change in your
1: life. Speaking of self-esteem, Father Roderick, uh, that reminds me of the challenge in this episode with the balance beam and the swimming pool. Oh Boy, yeah. What a challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so obviously, uh, go ahead and explain the challenge, what they yeah. had to do. So they, they go
0: to this big swimming pool. It must be somewhere on the premises of The Biggest Loser, because I've, I've seen this swimming pool in many, many challenges over the years. Uh, but every time they put different lighting on it, and so it looks like a totally different place. But uh, you've got all these beams uh, across the water, and they have to bring beach balls uh, f- on, on this Walking over the over this small beam from one side to the other, and of course, the team that uh, that finishes first gets immunity, and the team that finishes last is not eliminated this time, but gets a penalty uh, uh, during the weigh-in. So you get like uh, two two pounds or two and a half pounds uh, extra weight added to your total weight, which can basically be the difference between staying on the ranch and going home. So there's a lot at stake, and um, and this is a difficult challenge, especially. Because our contestants right now are the the literally the biggest contestants in the history of the show. And so imagine you have no training whatsoever. So you have no muscle tissue yet. You have no strength uh, in, in your legs. And you have to carry all that weight, all that excess weight over a tiny little beam with all the added pressure of being on TV, of not wanting to be last and, and all that. Man, I would not make it once from one side of the pool to the other. I, I am so amazed at these candidates that they, they, they even that you know, some even managed to get there. Um, and I felt particularly sorry for the white team because uh Michael's mom, Maria, um, is in very bad shape. She she is clearly not healthy, but she appears to have this fear of water. And and it's like you know, it's like vertigo or any other fear. It's it's ninety nine percent is irrational, but it's real fear, and so you can't you can't just tell her, oh, just step over it. And she feels the pressure. You know, she's like, oh, my son has to. I've got to make sure that we don't finish last because my son has to be on this show and he needs it. Blah blah blah. So she's got so much pressure. And then finally she tries and she's so tense and so stressed out that she falls, she trips over herself and her head Hits the side of the beam, and she her face is one bloody mess, and she's rushed to the hospital in an ambulance, and she's like, "No, oh poor mom!" And then Michael is there, and he's completely like, "I want to go to the hospital as well. I gotta go with her. I gotta get take care of my mom." And it's this total drama, total panic, and it's as if their world collapses, and 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 at that point even as a viewer and I'm pretty sure that Michael thought it, but I thought it as well. I was like, okay, this is the end. You know, this is, this is the end for the white team. Um, and so the other contestants, um, compete
1: and, um, was it, was it the red team that won? Um, Yeah, the red team won. The the big story here was though, obviously Mike and his mom, Maria, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the red team did win. And I think it was, it was almost a tie between the red team and the black team. Um, the The neat story there, I will say for the red team for for Stephanie and I, we were really excited about this husband and wife team. yeah, uh, and 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 eager to see that story play through because,, obviously, that's something Stephanie and I relate to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we were a husband and wife team who were obese. yeah, and 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 seeing that, you know, the two work together as a team working, you know, and encouraging one another through this process, through the hard times, through the bad times. This for us is going to be something we really relate to. So I'm liking the red team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're very sympathetic and, uh, and, and good for them that they got immunity and they get to stay on the, on the ranch. And then of course the other, all the other teams, um, the pressure is kind of off because we know that the white team has lost anyway. So for them, it's just, matter of finishing the 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 challenge
1: and for now, yeah go ahead the the self esteem and how this ties in is is after the whole deal here bob sits down and says mike dude what what happened here your mom what, what, she was she was there's there's no way you could have even thought that you could provide her any more help than the people that we had looking over her yeah and you needed to be here yeah you know and he's like no i needed to be here for my mom and then finally it just he realizes like wait a second if i can't take care of myself how can I take care of others? And, um, and, and Bob brings out and says, you know, it's like, what would have been the prize here? And he says, my self-esteem. And, he, and Bob says, dude, you got to understand, self-esteem is a pretty big prize for you. Yes. You know, you need this self-esteem stuff because without the self-esteem, none of this is going to work. And, and I really like that message. And, and I will tell you, I have a great deal more self-esteem today I I feel a lot more confident in who I am based upon my accomplishments as a result of this. And so I I think out of that entire challenge, that whole swimming pool, and if you look at it, the self-esteem that anybody and all those people got out of accomplishing everything – And then seeing Jillian go to task with Maria—that was awesome. So Maria comes back from tears
0: in my eyes. Maria comes back from the hospital. Fortunately, it's not as bad as it looked because her her face was all bloody and everything. But it turns out it was, you know, not not too serious. She's got a black eye and and a nosebleed, but she comes back. And then Jillian is like, "Okay, Maria, you were this happened because you were afraid of the water," and your fear actually made made it happen and and it's again it's this self-fulfilling prophecy you you said you were going to fail you were um completely indulging in this fear and that is why you failed so we have to face this fear and she takes maria outside and at that time it is pouring down it's raining so not only are they standing near the the pool of the of the the ranch but it's also like there's extra water coming from the heavens it's like almost did they i mean you you couldn't script this but the the thing that it comes it comes together is like wow it's unbelievable and maria is just standing there completely paralyzed and jillian is okay we are going to swim and maria can't swim she's she's never done that and then Jillian takes her in the water and, and the first, you know, I don't know how much time is. we we'll probably see a compressed version of what happened but she is panicked, she's completely paralyzed by fear and Jillian just is in the, in the water with her, supports her, talks her through it, carries her uh, and helps her bit by bit by bit to loosen up and to gain confidence and at one point Maria is actually swimming and Jillian is like, you see? you are doing it. You are swimming. And oh my gosh, th- that was, that was amazing.
1: I was and, very and
0: impressed.
1: And again, th- th- this is why I loved this episode. And And here, here are the other things I wrote down. Yeah. Overcoming fears is so important yeah. and there is nothing you cannot do. Yeah there is nothing you cannot do. You, you can overcome these fears. And many times we need to uh, overcome these fears. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, Jillian kept telling her, you know, just let go of your self image. You tell yourself that you can't do this. You tell yourself that you're afraid. You tell yourself I am weak. Let go of that self image and and you see that it happens in on that day when it's pouring rain outside in those horrible conditions maria overcomes her fear of the water but more much more importantly she she gets a different self image and later on you see a short clip of a, an interview with jillian and uh, and this is after the fact and you can tell uh, jillian is really saying this is why i love doing my job this is why i love my work and she she really got a kick out of this, and and that was again it wasn't theater, it wasn't played. This was genuine emotion uh, with Jillian, and and, and I and I think that that um, as a trainer that must be an ultimate reward that you're not only you're training someone physically and doing all the muscle building stuff, etc., but to know that you have changed someone's life, probably for good. <laughs> that must be the most rewarding thing ever. And there's no paycheck that can, that can um, match. I think that, that feeling of, you know, I am changing people's lives.
1: Well, father Roderick, I'll tell you that is, that is absolutely true. I know that, you know, that feeling as well. I I know for a fact that you have gotten the email saying that you've inspired others and the the words you've encouraged. That's the other thing is, is that I want to say, not only is there hope for you to change yourself, but when you change yourself, think of all the people you love that struggle with the same things you do, yeah. you can have that impact on other people's lives as well yeah. um, just just by showing that it's possible and so there there's more there's more at stake here than just yourself but but many times uh, you know to the chagrin of some people who would comment on uh, on iTunes, sometimes you do need to make it about yourself some just on yourself, and you just need to go with it and let it be about you for a while. Well, and and again, it's not—it's not—it's
0: not not an ego thing, and that is, I think, what people sometimes confuse. And especially if they listen to one episode and they don't get the context, they think, "Oh, these people are only talking about their own accomplishments," and as if it's some kind of an ego thing. But but it's more like, and this is, I think, is the nature of 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 social media right now. It, It is sharing what is important to you so that others can learn from it and and there's yeah. also the same movement back we get lots of feedback on on this particular show on the biggest loser fan podcast and what we hear from our listeners motivates us and and makes us feel good in a way that we are witnessing the greatness of people and the strength of character and the persistence and and that touches me and it, and I get emotional over some of these emails. I was like, wow, who could have, I, I could have never imagined that I would be in a position where I would where I could witness these drastic life changes and these wonderful things going on in in people's lives.
1: You've, you've got some audio feedback from uh, from one of our listeners, uh, Cliff. I do. Let's go ahead and see. You know, speaking of this feedback, let's hear what Darren has to say.
2: Hey, Cliff, and Father Roderick, this is Darren calling from Los Angeles, California. Um, this uh, message is for the Big Loser Fan Podcast. I'm sitting here watching the episode. Where are they now? And Eric is on the TV, and I see that he's gained all his weight back. And I thought, you know, I got to get uh, my goals out there on the podcast and see if I could help inspire some of your listeners. Um, for the past 12 years, I've been about 50 pounds overweight, and uh, I decided this year that I was going to make a change um, in May. And now I have lost almost 40 pounds. I got my blood pressure under control, wow. and my cholesterol is under control. And as I'm watching the show right now, seeing that how easy it is to gain the weight back, I wanted to emphasize the importance of what your podcast does for all of us, um, building that community of people who want to become more healthy um, it's kind of the, the linchpin of keeping us in our healthy weight. Um, having that community keeps us uh, united in a, uh, an important goal in our lives. And if there's anything I can do to get your podcast out to other people, let me know. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. I enjoy all the SQPN podcasts. And I uh, just want to keep up my healthy lifestyle with you guys. Um, keep up the good work and God bless.
1: That's great feedback. Wow. Darren, thank you so much, uh, and, and I'll tell you, that's what motivates us, and of course, uh, he's absolutely right, building this community and, and, and surrounding yourself with other people who are in this as well, very important, and we of course encourage you, there, there are several ways that you can join this community, uh, you can actually leave comments on our blog over at um, biggestloserpodcast.com. You can give us a call on our listener voicemail feedback hotline at area code 859-795-4067. And, of course, we also have a Facebook fan page. And, of course, links to that are also on the website at Biggest biggestloserpodcast.com. One other thing that's on our Biggest biggestloserpodcast.com website is there is a category called before and After. And if you have any doubt whether or not people can do this at home and it's real, then I certainly will tell you to check out the before and after photos that are on the website. Father Roderick, go ahead and summarize everything up for us and uh – let people know uh, when we'll be back. Sure.
0: Well, uh, to, to wrap up the, uh, our talk a, a, about episode two, uh, we, we see some, some other contestants going um, to Dr. Housing, uh, uh, Dr. H <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, interesting stuff. Uh, the orange team, um, again, it was a, a mom and, and her son. Uh, they, they, Show her, uh, Cheryl, Cheryl is her, her name, uh, her real age, her not, well, her, her age, she's, I, I think she's like 50, but her inner age, so her health age is 75. So she's already an old lady. She has lost 25 years of her life because of her, because of her unhealthy lifestyle. And the doctor says half of that is cigarettes. So if you stop smoking, you would immediately gain 12 and a half years of your life back. I thought it was a real good incentive to stop smoking. So that was oh, great. Yeah. Uh, the gray team, uh, um, uh, they, one of them uh, suffered from sleep apnea um, and they filmed him during uh, a night on, on the campus. And you see him moving all the time because he doesn't get enough uh, uh, oxygen. And so he moves more than a hundred times an hour. He has no deep sleep, so his body is not restoring itself, and all the excess fat around his neck is choking up his airway ways, his, his air supply, and and so the doctor is very clear. It's like if you lose weight, you're probably gonna get rid of this of this sleep apnea problem. The Pink Team again, they do the inner age uh, thing. This time with a daughter, Ashley. She's 27 years old, but and remember, this is the girl who lost her dad. However, her inner age is 57. So she's 27, wow. but her real health age age is 57. She's already an old lady. She's lost 30 years of her life. And they also found out that she's diabetic. She didn't even know that before coming on the show. So that was a huge shocker for her. And the upside of that is since she's only 27, it's almost completely reversible if she starts doing that now. So I think she's going to be a very healthy young girl in uh, when the show is ended, I can't wait to, for that moment. You see. And then um, we get the, the, the last chance workout, the pressure is on. Of course, everybody's super motivated. Michael has seen pictures of a scan actually of his body. And again, he's, he's so big. And then the doctor shows him these tiny little things. Those are your lungs. And, and it's almost a cartoon. You see this blob and then these tiny little lungs. And that's, I think, where the, the message kind of comes through with Michael. He's like, oh, I had no idea. I've, I've never seen this. I, I never realized this, that this was going on inside of me. And so once you see how small your lungs are, and of course that's why he's constantly out of breath and everything, and that's going to that's gonna change. I mean, I, I would love it if they would do another scan at the end of his journey and then see the difference it's going to be unbelievable now the red team of course they've got immunity so they are going to gamble a little bit and gain a little bit of weight so that the next week they're going to be able to drop even more usually they do this what they call with uh, what they call water loading which means that before they they are weighed in and again realize that this this weigh-in does not happen on 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 the TV show. This is done in the morning at the same time with, uh, you know, people uh, like objective people and, and medics, and, you know, doctors present. Um, and then what you see on TV is just a show part. But However, nobody knows the results of the weigh-in, not even the, the, the host of the show. So, um, so in that respect, it is still, there's still a lot of tension. Uh, the red team, you know, the, the woman gains one pound, but that's all water. So they will certainly be on the ranch for another two weeks the white team despite the disaster despite the the drama they lose big minus 10 minus 11 so uh uh, good for them and it shows again that uh, despite the tragedy and the drama nothing is set in stone and there's no reason to despair and sometimes you surprise yourself and then, uh, unfortunately, the purple team loses and uh, the mom sacrifices herself. Patty is her name. She goes home. She, she thinks her daughter should be there. And I think that's a very natural thing for a mom to sacrifice herself for so that her daughter can stay. And then we get this final moment, which I always love at the end of the show, where you see the eliminated contestant, uh, let's say, two months later. Um, and Patty has lost more than 40 pounds by herself at home. So... Good for her, and very motivating for us. And that's it. Absolutely. That's uh, that's kind of the 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 summary of uh, of this second second
1: episode. I can't wait to see how this show will evolve. I, I'm liking it a lot already. I don't know who my wife saw on Twitter say that this was a boring season, but man, this was my like I said, Father roderick this was my favorite episode that I've seen of The Biggest looter, Loser to date. Absolutely. Mine too.
0: And uh, as usual, this is this is only the second episode, and this is a long season. This season is longer than the previous season, than season 8. So I think we're in for, uh, for quite a ride, and uh, I, I just can't wait. And I, I'm also looking forward at the start of, uh, you know, the Biggest Loser in other countries. Let's not forget that this is a worldwide TV show or a format that is bought by many other production companies in other countries, all with the same Biggest Loser logo and everything. And so uh, I don't know if we have any Australian or l- listeners or people from New Zealand or from the UK. If so, let us know what's going on in your country and, uh, and tell us if you're going to watch uh, the show in, in, in your area. And perhaps by the wonders of the internet, we'll be able to uh, to watch it as well and talk about it on this podcast as well. That would be fun. I'd like to see some British uh, weight losers. <laughs> I think that was a, a lousy attempt to at do an Australian accent, actually. <laughs>
1: Oh well, I I, want to be. I want to hear about people casting their stones away.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's gonna be hard. You're gonna watch these shows with a calculator on your lap. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Two stones. Um, 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 (laughs) and I have to do twice that because I've got to convert the the stones into pounds, and then I've convert the pounds into kilograms. It's going to be crazy. Anyway, thank yeah. you very much for listening. Go over to our website, uh, com for all the information. Also on that page is an about page where you can find uh, information about uh, Cliff and about myself, um, about our other shows and where you can follow us. Perhaps we can, um, we can uh, mention our um, Facebook and Twitter accounts so that people can sign up uh, right away after listening to this episode. Where can people find you on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Cliff?
1: I'm a, on Twitter. I am twitter.com slash GSPN. And on Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. All right. And I'm uh, facebook.com slash Father Roderick and twitter.com slash
0: Father Roderick. Thank you for listening to uh, this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us some feedback and uh, we will see you next time. And until then, be a loser. Absolutely.